if they number one, then now we number one, according to Rankins. But we don't want to take none of that. We want a, a good game against a good team, and we're still humble, and we don't want to be ranked. We want to be out in the top 25, because we're still humble. And when we hungry, we eat. Now I was just gonna see how long you did that. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, the crowd's wild tonight. Yeah, they are lit. Wild for this podcast. Yeah. So what's up, Will? How are you, man? I'm doing great. Coming off of a uh, solid two and a week in basketball. If we're a sports podcast, which That's we rarely right. are, and yeah. uh, I'm feeling good, man. I'm happy to be with you. You got such a tight shirt on. I may just like beat you down and leave you unconscious, steal your shirt, and then ship your body back to your house in Wake Forest and cop that shirt for the rest of the year. Interesting. Cool. Um, that's a that's a really weird take. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm doing How are you, right. I'm doing okay. I was on just a, okay. Yeah, I was a pretty um, I was on a pretty big time cancel everything type of feel for a while, but I'm starting to come back around to NC State Athletics. Oh, damn it. I thought I was going to get the kit that was in our text thread that just shits on everything that's NC State related. You're not that guy this week? Um, I'm starting to come back around. All right. Well, I'm I'll, still I'm still. The little... listeners probably appreciate that. I mean, yeah. the listeners appreciate everything because we just put out fire content. Yeah. I'm still pretty. I mean, I, I, I'm still tinkering with joining the transfer portal. I just hadn't got there quite yet. Tight, tight. Well, yeah, when you walked in, you were like, "Yeah, I'm just be, I'm gonna be like a straight hater this week, and uh, hope everybody can deal with it." Because I just don't give a shit about our listeners. I was like, "Dude, you should care about the listeners." You're an idiot. No, you didn't say I that. Did not say that. Okay, that yeah. sounds weird because you did. Hey, uh, this is the podcast, and we are called the Fire and Ice Pack Podcast. You may have heard of us before. We talk about NC State sports and other things, and uh, we are. The least informative, please do not come to us for any type of stats or uh, recruiting insider info or uh, basically anything that would you get actually good content for NC State Sports. Uh, but we are entertaining. Are we the most entertaining? I think so. We're probably we're, we're right up there with a, a few others from an entertainment standpoint. I um, This is a quick aside. I don't listen to any other NC State podcast. It's a, kind of a bit that I do with Kent, and Kent gives me reviews of other podcasts. And um, So, Kent, I, I take your word for it when, you, when I say, you say at least, that we're the most entertaining. So, yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, no doubt, man. Because <laughs> you really listen <laughs> I do listen Our to podcast. I listen to sing, every single one of them that's out there, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. You do. Your iTunes feed is just I have, I have a, stupid, dumb thing with yeah, state podcasts. I have a really big problem. Yeah. So, yeah, we're back. We're back on the island. We are freaking back. Yeah. We're at the island. We got a disposable camera here. Uh, Kent says he hasn't seen one of those in... Ages. Ages. Yeah. I don't know how many ages that is, but we are here for our 27th episode a lot of people said we wouldn't make it to episode two, but <laughs> look at us are. now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, can we ask you a, a few things? Can you just, just follow us and engage with us? We're Twitter at Fire Eyes Pack Pod. Is that still the handle? That's right. Yep. We have not changed it. <laughs> good, good update. Uh, the IG Instagram <laughs> for you kids who don't know yeah. the uh, 
shortening of that is uh, also at Fire Ice Pack Pie. Yeah, Give us a idea. follow. We're throwing out picks. Kent throws out about roughly 27 hashtags per picture that is posted. And we're getting hella likes. When I say hella, we're at about 30 per picture. Yeah, which is just trash. So. <laughs> and uh, and finally, subscribe to us. We, we always ask you this every single episode. Is, uh, give us a subscription. And uh, we were on iTunes. We were on Spotify. That's the two main ones. But Kent, what else were you on? I guess like Google Podcasts. Absolutely. And, uh, there's another one too out there. Stitcher we're on? No, we're not. We're we still not on this. Stitcher. We go through this like every week. We're not on Stitcher. Okay. And... Uh, we're on Podkeeper. That's probably one. I just made oh, that one up, but it's probably an Android app that has <laughs> that has podcasts. Okay. And uh, can we just get to the show, Will? We can, but I got one more request. Okay. We got two voicemails this week. We appreciate your voicemails more than you could ever imagine. If you have a voicemail, if you have a take, if you want to just rant about NC State, if you want to ask us about our personal lives, like, do we like to have the toilet paper? Frontward or downward when we're using the butt wipes. Just let us know. It's God, you're an at idiot. fire. No, it's just fireicepackpod at gmail.com. Kent, there's this very distinct take between if you got your toilet paper and you want it facing you or do you want it and coming down I'm or go pulling. facing. Okay, you're not a pull guy. You're uh, a you're a pull, pull from down, the front. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're in the same yeah. boat. That's why we're good friends. So uh Send us a voicemail on there. It's, again, fireicepackpod at gmail. Record it on your voice memos. We tried other ways. We tried voicemails on our phones. It ended up sounding like trash. So send us a voice memo. And we have a new segment. It's Kent talks about what's coming up in the episode. I don't know if it's necessarily a segment. All right. So on this episode, it's jam-packed full of stuff. We got from what we drink in to catch up. We got a lot of basketball to talk about. And then finally, we're going to finish up with our football bow. We're putting a bow on the football season. Right. Oh, that's a Christmas thing. There you go. You put a bow on the gifts. Yep. Gotcha. And then finally, for our six-pack this week, we've got a great one where Will and I are going to narrow down. Uh, we're going to put our top three list out there for the schools that we are interested in transferring to. Yeah, from is a fan that, perspective. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that like an actual transfer, and you're living that college? No, nah, we're just ready. Fan, just fan we're gonna we're gonna enter the fan transfer portal on two four seven. That's awesome. So I cannot wait for that. That's what's coming up. So let's just get down to it, and you already know what's coming up. Kent, you're not getting that bottle cap because you're gonna tap it. It's too late. Throw that bottle cap off the island right now. All right, so this is everyone's what we drinking. Everyone's favorite segment. What we drinking? Everyone's favorite. Uh, I think I went first last time. So what you got over there, Will? All right, so I have a beer from Dogfish Head, and um, why is this? Why is their logo not so? Their logo is like a regular. Is there a dogfish head shark? Why? What's the I have no idea, Will. It's, it looks like a regular shark. It's a 75-minute IPA. I've had their 60-minute IPA. Can't have you had either of these. And their 90-minute IPA. 90-minute IPA is the best IPA on the market, uh, hands down. This is a 75-minute. Um, and I got this because we're probably going to talk for 75 minutes. Jesus. And if we don't, damn it, this is the wrong purchase. Give it a quick taste. Never had this before. Man, spoiler alert, hoppy. 
Kent, what you got? I've got the uh, Harpoon Rec League, uh, which is a cooldown companion. Hoppy Hazy Light. Uh, Very tight can. It um, does have a really Before the can. podcast, Kent asked me how to pronounce Harpoon. <laughs> So I'm not sure. They have a really good slogan too. <laughs> Lo- love beer, love life. That's uh, oh, that's tight. That's get, like uh, down with that. Yeah, it's like an eat, drink, be merry sign that you put in your house for Christmas. Or yeah. live, laugh, love. I kind of got this one because I, I feel like our basketball team has made a little bit of a jump from playing rec league basketball um, to starting to play real basketball, and Ooh, it's been a nice spicy. It's been a nice nice change for them. Uh, since the Memphis game. So let me take a sip of this. Instant reaction. Can't wait to hear this. No, man, it's yummy. I could guzzle down a few of these. Probably 15 of those, because what's the percentage on it? 3.8% alcohol. That's 3.8. You're drinking uh, mouthwash right uh, now. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have a lot of alcohol in it, but it's still pretty pretty tasty. Pretty. Pretty. It's time for ketchup. <laughs> Real tomato ketchup, Eddie? Oh, nothing but the best. We had a holiday recently. Um, Some would call it Thanksgiving. Yeah, I can't believe we haven't recorded since Thanksgiving. That's something else. Yeah, we've had some... uh, We had some midweek basketball games last week that we decided to uh, actually... Well, attend. Yeah, you went to it. We'll talk about that in a second. We'll get to that. We had a Thanksgiving last Thursday. Two Thursdays. Two Thursdays ago. I don't know. The calendar isn't real, probably. Um, how are your Thanksgiving, bud? We, awesome. had, we had a lot of talk beforehand that we had, dude, throw that cap into, <laughs> out of the earth. Thank oh, you. Oh, man. Uh, we had a lot. <laughs> I love how that annoys the absolute. It annoys the listeners. They're hearing this. Anyway, we, <laughs> we, we had a uh, special guest Taylor on uh, two weeks ago when we recorded. And we were talking about Thanksgiving. I did get an invite from you, and I greatly appreciate that. Yeah, for, we even hit you back up on the back end, like after the show. Just yeah, I I got a couple Snapchats that, that made me jealous. Um, so I got a I got a demon inside me on Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. Mm, have you ever demon. seen? Yeah, have you ever seen like a a horror movie where a, a girl or a guy gets possessed and they have to have like an exorcist? There's a movie called The Exorcist. Yeah, I've, I've has a few that. sequels based on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Monday night went to watch the new Tom Hanks, Mister Rogers movie. Okay, was completely fine. With shout out to Kells, went to Alamo Draft House. Shout out to Alamo, great movie. Please go see that. Um, was all fine. Woke up Tuesday and the first thing I did was let out what I thought was going to be some uh, flatulence from my behind, and ended up being a shark. <laughs> So this is about 9 a.m., roughly my wake-up time. Oh, my gosh. And uh, my, my, uh, yeah, my <laughs> boxers were uh, immediately put in the, the laundry. And I realized that I day. I would have thrown mine away, I think. <laughs> no. I have high-quality boxers. Uh, <laughs> boxer briefs, by the way, if any ladies are listening. Uh, so anyway, I uh, woke up with that. And that was just a, yeah. uh, a nice little 48-hour cycle of uh, probably the worst stomach virus I've ever had. I... Uh, I hope you sanitize the aisle in here. Yeah, I don't know that it is. Uh, we have burned a lot of candles out here, but I'm, I'm not sure that that sanitizes anything. But, um, yeah, it was um, – I had an extra, exorcist come through, um, and he did say, let the power of Christ compel you. And 
damn if it didn't work because all of the bad demons inside me came out from both ends for about 48 hours. It was the most miserable time I've had in my entire life. Like I, I can remember every time that I've thrown up in my entire life. And um, I was putting out hella weight on the vomit side, but even more uh, from the back side. So I just want you to know, also the next day I'd, I'd had another flatulence-related experience that uh, also ruined another pair of my boxer briefs. So that was my Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving came around. Um, I was still feeling like crap when I woke up. A little better, but that Thursday, I had to call off. I was going to go see my wonderful family. Shouts to Debbie. I know you're listening. And Woody, who's not. But um, they anticipated me going down to Wilmington to visit them. And and I uh, highly regret doing, highly regret not going. But uh, I would not be in a good place um, on the road when I would have to stop at a BP every, I don't know, 12 miles to make exits from my uh, sphincter section. So, can we please get off of this? Yeah, so anyway, that Thanksgiving night, um, I did meet up with one of my friends who felt pity upon me, and I was good enough, and we went out for a little while and had a good time at the Bison. Shouts to the Bison in Raleigh. Very short drive from the island, so. All right, cool. Yours was tight, though. You sent yeah, me a couple, a uh, was a, we, how was the uh, turkey on the grill? It was awesome. We did a 16-pounder on a Weber. I mean, you can't beat Ooh, it. 16-poundy? Yeah, yeah, it was good. That's uh, LBs. Yeah, it was, a, it was a really good turkey. So, What was your favorite side that you had? Um, probably the mac and cheese. Who made the mac and cheese? Um, Stephanie. Shouts to Stephanie. Is she yeah. listening to the pod? Probably not. Okay. Is there anybody that does listen to the pod that could get a shout-out right now for their sides? Um... Ooh. Yeah. I just don't remember what everybody was responsible for. Uh, there was some really good um, sausage dressing that my wife made for a different one. Uh, shouts to Hollywood. What is sausage dressing? It's like it's like um, you know the, the turkey stuffing except it's got sausage in it. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, it's pretty. Do you have any left? Pretty Not anymore. I didn't have a Thanksgiving. No. no. Can we please? All right, let's go to um, let's go to some sports stuff. How about that? It's time for sports talk. So what's, what, what's the deal with that song right there? Oh, because we're talking about how we finally replied to our NCAA sanctions. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. man. What do you got to say about that? I haven't got your take on that. We haven't hit each other up in the group thread about that too, too much. But um, I don't know. I, I find it. We lost one basketball scholarship. Yeah. I wish. In the 21 to 22 season. Yeah, but they said that if there's a scholarship that comes available before then, they could take that one. Okay, a little prorated action. I got yeah, it. like if if you had, um, you know, let's say that there's an early entry into the NBA draft, or you have a transfer, that theoretically you could use it where you don't fill that position next year. Sure, but I don't understand why we didn't say we just won't fill it this year. Yeah, why not just give it up? Yeah, because Blake Harris is already gone, so we only got twelve guys on scholarship anyway. You're the only one with that take. Well, I, I'm assuming it has something to do with the time period that the NCAA has to accept it. But I would just be like, yeah, we uh, – Yeah, we're good. Let's just crush yeah. it down this year, and we're good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm guessing there's legalities behind that that we definitely don't Well, I know. think you have to wait till the NCAA, uh, which I think they either have 60 or 90 days to respond to what we, we sent in. Right. 
Um, which basically, Red tape, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> You're an idiot. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's basically like we are um, saying that we had some improprieties in regards to the um, ticket piece where people were getting tickets that they shouldn't have been getting tickets or they were getting right. a little bit of much. And yeah, a little bit of free of admission. So my question on that is, and this is not trying to be funny, is that is that a thing where we're, we're like we're letting recruits families in on that? Or I like think it was like the, the problem was some business associates. And okay. Like I think even from a standpoint, and I don't remember where I read this, but this was a long time ago, so it might be a little bit off. But it was even if they had been like on the coach's ticket instead of a player's ticket or vice versa, I don't remember which one was which. That it wouldn't have even been a problem or an issue. It was just, I don't know. It was weird. Did you see um, your favorite NC State basketball coach of all times, uh, Mark Godfrey's comments about this whole thing? No, what did he say? Yeah, we had some uh, developments that surface today. Pat Forty noted now with Yahoo. I think he's with Yahoo now. Big Pack 40 guy. He always puts out pretty good content, written at least. I don't know how he is in real life. But um, he – no, I'm sorry. He's with SI now. And he acquired former NC State slash current CSUN. That's California State of Northridge. Yeah, that's right. University of Northridge. But um, basically said – that they're taking issue with the new importation mechanism at the NCAA's disposal, saying that the information imported from the SDNY trials are not facts as they would be applied to NCAA rules. And here's the key that was boring, but and he says that there is no proof that the $40,000 allegedly delivered by and Pat Forty as a SI journalist calls this guy a bag man, which is <laughs> hilarious to me. Bagman TJ Gasnola made it into the hands of DSJ's family. For people that don't know, that's Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, Godfrey also arguing that since the entire scheme was hidden from Adidas, North Carolina State, and the NCAA, how is he supposed to know about it? We'll see how this goes over. Yeah, I mean, basically... What are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's basically what we said, too, is that you're not proving it. Like, it's all based on... Evidence that was in a trial from a, <clears throat> I guess what did he he turned state's evidence or something right, like that. Right, right, right. He did. I mean, I don't know. We'll I mean, see what happens. I mean, so there. I'm, this is a general question I'm asking you, and we're finally talking sports. Is that is is there not like a bank wire transfer that we can show? So from what I've heard is that there's, um, and I, gosh, I've read too much of this when it first came out, and I don't know. I, I'm, I wish I could credit wherever I read it, but I don't remember. Um, there at is, Pat Pride at Inside Pack Sports. It wouldn't have been Pack Pride because they have everything behind a paywall, and I don't pay for theirs. But <laughs> I, I do pay. I do pay for Inside Pack Sports. Shouts to IPS. This guy's a paid member. Yeah, this was worth it. Um, it was either there or on In and Out though, but I can't remember which one. Also um, behind a paywall. Now, gosh, they're terrible. I have to get on my wife's phone sometimes to get it if I've already hit those five. <laughs> For however many, I did tweet that I uh, paid for Joe Giglio's story at one point. That was a total lie, though. I was just trying to trying to get a hat on social media. I'm not paying for the internet. But anyway, so there there is there is some evidence of the forty thousand dollars coming out of somebody's account, but there's no evidence of going anywhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So like, there's that's why they call it a bag man because you can just literally put it in a bag. Sure. 
Yeah. Can you take forty grand out of a bank account and just like literally ask for it in cash? Is that a real thing? I, I would assume so. It happens in the movies, but is it? That's. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's, like the movies. it's gotta it's gotta raise some red flags. You're saying. <laughs> yeah, there's that like something like you have to IRS report that shit when uh, you're like, this is my withdrawal. That seems like it's it seems heavy. Yeah, um, I, I kind of wish that we hadn't have admitted to any wrongdoing, but I guess the I, my assumption is whatever the NCAA had on the whole ticket piece was pretty damning. What was your response to our response versus Carolina's response to any of their sanctions? That they're gonna get levied against them. What what sanctions that they have? They get like they never had any sanctions levied against them. That's my point. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a. I don't know. It's an interesting situation and a conundrum. But I don't we, know. We have a Hall of Famer. We do. We have a. Um, but guess what? It's not an NFL Hall of Famer. It's a college football Hall of Famer. It's still pretty pretty dope though. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Tory Holt. Ever heard of him? Yeah. Yeah, he was good. He was just before my time, before I arrived at State. But, yeah, uh, same. He was an awesome football player. I remember watching a lot of those Rams games whenever it was the uh, him and Isaac Bruce and Kurt Warner throwing the ball. and Some some would call it the greatest show on turf. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. It wasn't that – I mean, per, pretty early in his career, got, got the ring right off the bat. Yeah, congratulations to Torrey. Uh, Terrence probably won't make it, but he was also a very good yeah. defensive back. Uh, in college and in the pros, actually. He was good for the Lions for a number of years. Kent, you had a... have a drink in game. Is that an Eli joke? It is. So, Eli, apparently... Eli Manning? No, Eli Drinkwitz. Okay. Clarify, <laughs> uh, brother. Former offensive coordinator. Just got paid... That was Eli's laugh after he showed him his contract terms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after he said that, after he said at his press conference that they were going to win the Sun Belt. Um, <laughs> did you, did he you, did say that. So That's here's factual. here's the game. So Eli is getting paid four million dollars. Okay, I'm going to give you a couple of coaches. You tell me who's making more money. Oh, right. boy, is it an actual drinking game though? No, it's a drink in game. Right. Can I just drink if I get it wrong? Though? Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool, cool. All right, so who's making more money, Eli or Will Muschamp? Will Muschamp, noted coach of the South Carolina Gamecocks. I'm going to go at four million? He's making more than Will. Nope, Will's actually making more. Damn it, drinking. All right, how about... Eli, we must have make more than four million dollars a year. Four point four. Eli versus Scott Satterfield. Scott Satterfield, noted coach of the Louisville, the Louisville Cardinals, who just left App last year. Uh huh. I'm going Eli. Eli. Oh hell yeah! I mean, not hell yeah, but I didn't have to drink. Eli or hashtag Mac is back. Uh, I think Mac makes less. You're right. Hell yeah. How about... How much does Mac make? He three and a half. Okay. Uh, Eli or Coach O? Uh, Coach O. Push. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, his... his it, to, for, to be fair Wait, for Coach is O... Wait, is there... Um, what, what do you call them when they're... Uh, he'll have an escalator like, in his yeah, Escalators and like compensation yeah. bonuses yeah, based he'll on have like, your bowls and shit. His, like ba- his base right now is the same. 
Um, oh my god. Alright, la- last one. Eli, Dave Doran. Uh, Eli. 100%. Oh yeah. Teacher is now, or the, uh, what is it? The people <laughs> the is people's now, now the teacher. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is the... 3.25. Uh, that was close. That yeah. was a total guess. I saw that I was just when I was playing around. Dave Dorn actually makes more than Clay Helton at USC, which is just ridiculous. I mean, it is, but uh, Clay should have been fired two years ago, and they're still retaining him for another year. Well, I'm not a USC guy, but I me mean, say the same thing about. You literally could say the same thing about Dave Dorn. I didn't know that was your take. It's, it's I mean, a, I'm saying you spicy. Definitely said that three years ago. Um, but yeah, so shouts to Eli. I guess. Oh wait, no, I had one more Eli related. Uh, man, hang on. While you're pulling that up, I did finally go to Popeyes and have their sandwich. Uh, better than Chick Fil A spicy. I didn't go spicy. I just went the original for the first try. Oh, uh, you're trash. The I haven't had the original. But I was not as impressed as I thought I was going to be because mainly because they sopped it with like a thousand gallons of mayonnaise on it. Really? Yes, and I had no idea. I mean, I would have just told them to give me a mayonnaise packet like at Chick-fil-A, but I literally think they put the whole entire jar of mayonnaise on my sandwich. What type of mayo boy are you? Are you a Duke's diehard? Yeah, I'm a big-time Duke's guy. What's the other brand that everybody rides hard for? Like Hellman's? Uh, like Hellman's or Kraft. Yeah, so you're a Duke's boy? Mm-hmm. That's the yellow That's the Yellow, yellow top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I had another good one, but it seemed to get lost in the fold here. It was more of, oh, here it is. <laughs> this was uh, a Benjamin Hockman tweet at Hockman. I don't know. He probably doesn't need followers. Retweeted by Rick Bonnell. I follow him for Hornets and Panthers related stuff. At Auburn in 2010, quality control coach Eli Drinkwitz made $15,000 with no benefits. This is in 2010. Kit, $15,000. Right. Just, okay. In 2020, he'll make $4 million. Is his first year as. Mizzou's head coach. That's ridiculous. Is that a come up or is that a come That's up? That's pretty awesome come up. In nine years, you go from $15,000 to $4 million. How do you do that math? $4 million divided by 15000 That's a 266% raise. It's unbelievable. Uh, we also had some uh, women's action over the last couple weeks. We've had a... I think the pack hosted Maryland top ten team at Reynolds. <laughs> we did and took them down. A little ACC Big Ten challenge. One like we'll get into a little later with at just as the men did. But um, your take was kind of spicy, and we're, we're a spicy take podcast, not a hot take. Well, I mean, everybody and, and, was and like, everyone said it was such a good win, but you said that it's just you beat a um, top ten team. We are what we thought we were. I mean, kind of a deal. Yeah, well, I didn't get to. I didn't. I don't know. I guess I think most people are like. And the sky's always falling, and we never win games that we should win. But like, I feel like I think state was thirteenth, Maryland was ninth or eighth uh-huh. or whatever the uh-huh. case it was. If you're playing in Reynolds, they should have won that game. Yeah, I mean, you should win that game. Yeah, and Westmore is a winner. Is that a hashtag? Yeah, he's okay. I guess. Okay. Are you a? If I think Westmore. If you had to ride for the next ten years on. You're guaranteed Wes Moore. You're guaranteed Kevin Keats. Who's your eye with? Um, and I don't know. I think I mean Wes Moore's been there for seven years. It's easier to have a bit more tape on him right now. So have him 17 years in versus 13 years in. I, mean, I don't know. I, I still I still don't know what I got with Keats right now. I don't either. And we'll get into that. And yeah. actually, let's get into that. Yeah. <laughs>
It's basketball season. Kent. <laughs> You're an idiot. Oh dear. So yeah, it's we're in we're we're in the heavy of basketball season. Um, yeah, I mean when it turns, you know when the calendar flips to December, it's serious basketball time. I mean, I, it's, it's serious basketball preview time. Can you agree with me on that? I mean, I would say though that like this stretch of uh, we're we're three games into a five game stretch that's probably um, better than unlike anticipated. unlike things that we've seen in past December schedules at NC State. I completely agree. So this stretch, and we can talk about the rest of the season. That's fine if you want to do that. But we, you and I, have had extended conversations in the group chat uh, regarding this little stretch, and uh, a lot of negative things have been said previewing this little stretch. And the stretch was. Kent, it was Memphis, Memphis in neutral site. Mm-hmm. It was Wisconsin. Wisconsin at home, right? And then going to Wake Forest, and then Saturday at Sunday at UNC. Sunday at UNCG, and then finishing up. I with, think it's like either Tuesday or Wednesday of next week with Auburn in that Auburn. Is, that is correct. That is a road game because we beat him at home last year. Right. So we started this road trip slash non-conference trip slash neutral trip slash just this is a crunch time trip and we're two and one yeah so my only my only beef we'll start with the memphis game because i mean that was the first game with the stretch we're talking about uh we got out athleted in my opinion i mean i think we also had uh we saw some of the lack of depth challenges we have in the front court when you get foul trouble on Bates and Thunderbird and yeah, I mean um, Dixon's it, not right. Not ideal to bring in Dixon literally anytime. Well, I don't think he's. I mean, he's he's dealing with some foot problems. And also, like, no, that's. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but he also is, has some health concerns. But yeah, I, both Bates and DJ got into foul trouble, two fouls each, with eight minutes <laughs> left in the first half. Yeah, I think the score is twenty nine twenty seven. Yeah, so not ideal, but. The thing is for me is that everyone came into the game is like, oh, finally we don't have James Wiseman to, to fight against. But yeah. you got to realize that Penny Hardaway, blue chips Penny Hardaway that we talked about last <laughs> week, also has a freaking cabinet full of great recruits, and we saw that uh, their point guard, who I didn't, I had no idea, decommitted from Duke once he saw Trey Jones was staying, hmm. and who's their starting point guard, and. Then the kid, Precious, couldn't tell you his last name, that stretch four guy that they could just basically inbound it, the ball to him. He just takes it from end to end and just either throws a dunk or just an easy layup on us. Yeah. We don't have athletes that can stop that. And that that's a big concern of this team. And I do understand <laughs> well, we got think- foul trouble with the bigs. I do understand that. but Yeah, but they turned it on and they stopped it in the second half. They played – the second half was a completely yes, different story. Yes, defensively in the second half, it started kind of where we went to with um, in the Wisconsin game, where like that was a defensive like clinic, and that oh, the absolutely. last the second half, the Memphis game into the Wisconsin game, I mean, that's the best defensive um, kind of output I've seen the pack play in years. Man, that was it was solid. Oh yeah, I was there for. They didn't necessarily game. carry that on that much against Wake. They did not, but uh, you expect that in Winston Salem, uh, or at least we do with, with Kevin Keats or hell Godfrey. Uh, yeah. But I mean, they were still able to kind of get out and force some turnovers, and um, Wake still kind of scored a little bit more than you would like, obviously. 
Yeah, we're hopping. It was, a up, it was an up and down game. We're hopping around from so. game to game, but like put a body on Childress. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's just a guy that you can't leave open. It's unbelievable. Uh, my favorite part of the Memphis game, uh, other than, uh, well, there weren't many parts of the Memphis game that I like, was uh, at the very front of the game is that because it was a Thanksgiving game, uh, Markel Johnson came out and said that he doesn't eat anything out of the water what on is the that TV mean? broadcast. So any type of seafood, oh. no gator. Oh, I got it. No uh, fish. I was like, what does that even mean? Uh, all right. All right. There's some fans out here. Yeah. We're recording. Um, <laughs> or he doesn't eat any Thanksgiving food. So that's a very weird niche to have. So. So, like, uh, you go and you take Holly on a date, your first date. She's like, look, I gotta tell you, I don't think, you don't eat anything out of the water. So, you're excluding all kinds of seafood. Yeah, no sushi. Uh. Yep, and then you're excluding any Thanksgiving food. So, you can't order turkey. You can't order (laughs) ham. You can't order basically any side. There's no mac and cheese. There's no potatoes of literally any kind. Like, Uh. Thanksgiving food is a very broad range. And he, he, like, stuck to that take. Like it was uh, a, it was an actual hot take or spicy take on this podcast that he doesn't eat Thanksgiving food. So what does Markel Johnson eat on Thanksgiving? I have no idea. That's like, crazy. does he go to make Mickey D's and get a twenty piece and a fry? That's just I don't know. Because no, you got to eat healthier than that if you're uh, on Thanksgiving. No one eats healthy. Yeah, but I think athletes. But as a, as a student athlete, yeah, yeah, they got to stay. I thought that was the best athlete. part. But overall, Memphis, we won't dig into this too hard. I, I think we got Alf. Out athleted, if that's a word, and we put ourselves in a hole like Kevin Keats teams are bound to do, and clawed our way back, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, we've seen that. That's that's one trend that I hope we can. That that's one of the big trends, and then sometimes the free throw disparity is mind-boggling. Which I that was one of those things, you know, not trying to. I know we're skipping around a little bit, but like Wake Forest had like twenty-nine free throw attempts, the state's like ten or eleven. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That's off the top of his head, audience. He, he's not looking at stats right now. Um, Wisconsin. So yeah. Wisconsin was the game that I worried about. I think we all predicted a loss of Wisconsin. Not I don't know, because man. Wisconsin was try is trash. No, they they had, they had two <clears throat> trash losses. I'll give you that. But it's just one of those NC State losses that you see, like, oh, cool, we got him at home this year. We're not getting the Big Ten refs. We're good. But um, honestly, they play as good as you could they imagine. How, and you sat in the student section. How was that? Yeah. Jackson, who probably doesn't listen to this podcast, your little brother, yeah, invited me on. Uh, we were at the football game on Saturday, which we'll get into, the where we did lose to Carolina but, uh, and effectively end our season get a coordinator fire. But uh, we, uh, bought, we bought a, a student and a guest ticket. The student was free. Guest ticket was there. And I uh, didn't tell you about it. We just kind of made our own thing and uh, went to the game and – Seriously, it was great. We sat right beside the band, which is awesome. I haven't done that in 10-plus years, but uh, they were actually good. Very yeah. receptive. I did get a uh, – what's the big things that you hold up for, for free throws? I don't know. Big heads. Let's just call them big heads. I did get a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich one that I, I was holding up for that. So that was pretty cool uh, at 35. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I feel like I really won everybody a – 
Chick-fil-A sandwich because I was holding it up and they missed two straight free throws. So. Congratulations. Did there. you take advantage of your Chick-fil-A sandwich? The um, next I know I downloaded it, but I don't know if I actually did it. I can't remember. Your boy got free Chick-fil-A. Yeah, Just- I'm pretty good about making sure I do that for that and for the uh, Hurricanes wins at home as well. Is that for the free queso? No, you get a free Chick-fil-A sandwich for Hurricanes home wins. <laughs> really? Yes. That's news to me. I can't yeah. wait to use that now. I, have, uh, my I only followed other, their account just for that on Twitter. My only other Wisconsin note was, I don't know how it translated on TV because I haven't rewatched the game. I'm, I'm, I'm a shitty podcast host because I haven't done that. But um, the boos that Brad Davidson uh, or David Bradson, good, yeah. whatever his Brad name Davidson. is. Brad Davidson. Brad yeah. Davidson. Did they translate on TV? Oh, yeah. And the commentators were pretty impressed by it as well. Really? Yeah. Because I, I mean, it I was re-watched. throughout the whole entire game. It was good. They did a good job. He got every time he touched the ball. The entire game. Yeah. Like I, he hit. He played a bad game too. I, he hit a big three in the second half. That was that kind of got my confidence a little wavering. But overall, like I think we shook his ass. Yeah. And, and then, then finally, Wake Forest. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing there is just you know we won those lot or we we beat Wisconsin in kind of like a low score and defensive battle, and then. We get up and down the court here against Wake Forest and Winston Salem, and both the house of horrors normally. Oh, yeah, and football both, and basketball. I mean, Wake Forest shot fifty percent from the field, yeah. which is not good from our <laughs> defensive standpoint. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we we found a way to win. I think the big thing from Wisconsin and Wake Forest was Jericho Helms, who is like how that guy has not been named ACC Player of the Week for that performance those two weeks. Or those two games is like I don't I don't get it. Um, yeah, I um I think you could harken back on last year, and I don't know if you were a hater of him. Like you I were was, a big time hater of Helms. I uh, he was a freshman though. Like you had zero patience. I know. I uh, I'm quick to latch on to being a hater status of a player, but um, every time he got any burn, I was yelling at my TV or yelling internally if I'm at the basketball game, but um. The leap that he has made from year one to year two is incredible. Uh, was he a was he four star? I don't remember. I mean, he was a like he was in that range of being either a high three, low four guy. The the leap that he's made is is insane. Yeah. He's all over the place defensively, which yeah. we definitely need now. We have Blake Harris. I mean, Blake Harris, RIP, but to anti yeah, going to be a baller A&T but him defensively versus now he funk, he's found a three point shot yeah. which I never saw his freshman he's year he's shooting like 50% on the year yeah. which is ridiculous I mean it he's just, obviously not going to keep that up he's not but getting to the basket and and ones like he's he's a complete player and yeah. he's he's going to be a who four, saw that coming no one and he's going to be a four year starter he's not going to go to the NBA like he that guy's just going to get better um but in two of the last three games, he's taken some big hits. Yeah. In the Memphis game, he hit his head really hard. I missed that. You missed that? Yeah. He did. He, <clears throat> I don't know if it was like a blockout scenario or he was trying to take a charge, but hit his head on the court. And then, of course, versus Wake. That was ugly. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about the refs that game? I mean, I don't know. There's Everybody been a lot of Twitter talking. talk about how the refs are uh, NC State biased. Against us, of course. Uh, I don't know. I'm tired of that talk. I mean, it when you look at things like foul disparity, it doesn't make a lot of sense given the way that 
we try to get to the rim and I mean there's some things that are weird about that but we also are a jump shooting team we are we're um, a we're an I, we're a very ISO team and we're a think, very hero ball team this is a, a, yeah but the hero ball should be bailed out with some fouls every now and then oh when it's hero ball when you're when you're throwing up like 14 foot jump shots there should be any 14 fouls. foot fadeaway jump shots exactly there's not um, fouls that you anticipate there but um, it is a very tired meme on Twitter that we're getting roasted by the referees. Well, I think it's a little bit of Keats' like defensive pressures too, or like tendencies and things but of that I, nature. But, but as Keats says, he we don't pressure like we should because they he, don't have the bodies. We don't have the bodies to do right. it. I don't know, man. It's a it's been a trend for the last two seasons, no doubt about it. But taking off on a stretcher. Yeah. Not good. Nah. But um, now but you texted in the group chat last night. He's clear to That practice. was Jackson. I don't know. I haven't had a chance to kind of look back. And Me either. But I, apparently we've been told he's that. clear to practice. Yeah. I, I trust Jackson's takes. It, yeah. I, I don't doubt his at all. Yeah. That, I mean, I think the concern was like lower back and possible concussion after that. If he's clear to practice, we're good. I hope so. But he can only grow from here. And he is my, so far, MVP of the year and. Going into this year, I would have never even placed him in my top seven of MB, MVP candidates. So, overall for the year, man, like, what are you thinking? We've, we've got two tough games coming up. Like, what are your thoughts on these next two games? Um, at UNCG, which is, you know, normally you would think it's, it's laughable, but we took the L to them last year at home. Was it last year or the year before? Or maybe two years ago, but I'm yeah, sure we didn't play. Year. We didn't play them last year because no they one wanted, looked that up. They, they Taylor wanted, looked that up. Taylor, <laughs> did we play UNCG last year? They wanted us in the uh, NIT. Um, oh, that's correct. It. That's correct. Um, they beat us a couple years ago, but I can't remember. I don't know that it was like it was not two years, maybe three years ago. No, it was two years ago. At home. Um, no one can look this up. I uh, I think they beat UNCG. I think they probably um, split these next two games. Okay. Not confident in the cheating-ass Auburn team? Nah. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I think it's going to be a, a situation where Auburn's A, very good, mm-hmm. but also trying to uh, they'll have a little bit of motivation from taking the L last year. Um, but they're also really, really good and have a good coach. I mean, I think that it's going to be a tough environment to go down there and win. Um, I think a lot of it also has to do with the health of, of Helms and mm-hmm. is he is he back? Is he going to be able to give you you know ninety percent? Because regardless of how well he's played, he's still a body as well. And um, against Wake, you had uh, Dixon not dressing. Right. Um, it's been announced that Atticus Taylor or AJ Taylor, AJ Taylor is yeah. uh, he's trying gonna, for a red shirt. Right? They're going to try to go for a medical red shirt from mm-hmm. a knee issue. Uh, you already lost Sebron from the year. You've already lost Harris. Um, so, I mean, it's really so this it's about deep, bodies, too. Yeah, this deep team that we walked into the season with, and, like, finally we can play the horses that we have is not so much. Yeah, but, I mean, I think, too. In the stable. That's a horse, it, it's that's not. A horse it's not going to be good from our uh, pressure defense standpoint. It's going to be tough. But. But. We were annoyed last year, and – several times when we were playing some of these guys. And so, I mean, you still need the depth in certain situations with foul trouble and injuries and things Big like that. Big foul trouble, but yeah, go ahead. But, I mean, it is nice that we'll probably have a rotation that we can figure out. Now, it's going to be very, like, it's going to be paper thin if, if we get into, <laughs> like, some some 
injury type situation. I mean, there's not a lot of room for that. But, yeah, there's zero room for injury. Um, That's why Helms coming back and actually being cleared to practice is a giant. Yeah. So I, I was joking. We just need to find like a, a senior basket or a senior football player that has exhausted his eligibility at six, seven, or higher um, to just come down and bang and be another presence in the <laughs> on the basketball team. Hell we need yeah. some, man. That's how it used to work when we were in high school. Which like the, yeah. like the football players is like, uh, or, or yeah, as soon as yeah, football yeah, season yeah. was over, we're just, yeah. we're just, I just played basketball. But I mean, I know in, in ten, when I played tennis in high school, shouts to me, um, we had like four basketball players on the tennis team that had no tennis experience, but were somehow just awesome at tennis because it's just athleticism. I'm not saying I'm an athlete. Yeah, what are you thinking about the next two games? Are we gonna get them both, split, lose them both? What do you think? I'm pretty confident, man. I'm, I'm going 2-0. and I'm not scared of Auburn's road environment. I'm definitely not scared of UNCG, the Spartans' environment. I think we're I think we're on the up and up, man. I, uh, I'm at the point. So, do you remember when me and you, you and I, had a podcast after the ECU game? It was I, after Western. No. Like you keep saying this after. This is like the 15th time you said it, but it was not after the ECU game. It was after the Western game. Oh, and we had like that little light bulb moment? Yeah. All right, so after Western, we had a light bulb moment, and you and I looked at each other like we look at each other right now, deep in our eyes, and we just said, like, we had this little tinge of lightning in our heart that said, hey, this team is actually good. So we had that moment with the football team. We had that moment with the football team. I'm feeling that with the basketball team. I'm sorry. I was very very pessimistic about the basketball team after game game. one. No, game one. Hmm. And I wasn't really that bad on them after the first game. I was more concerned about how they looked in the first half of the Memphis game, just because I think it kind of it kind of showed some some weaknesses in that. But I think they made they made second half adjustments that we don't make in football, (laughs) and you gotta agree with that. Um, What's the what's the floor this year? The floor of this basketball team. Um, if I'm the thinking, absolute floor, <laughs> the worst case scenario for this basketball team. Forty-five minutes in, what is it? Uh, I'm gonna go like eight and twelve in conference play. Because we are twenty games now. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a uh, not an NCAA tournament bid. That is a uh, solid NIT bid with a, maybe a home game. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that that that's, that's got to be about as bad as they can be. I What's could be that? wrong, obviously. I mean, an injury. One way or the other. I mean, Markel goes down, and we're not winning four games in conference play. Yeah, I think our floor is 9-11. and 11. Not a 9-11 reference. Uh, shouts to anyone who's lost anyone during that time. But uh, Kent's face right now. Um, uh, nine 9-11 and 11 is our floor. What's your ceiling? I don't know. It's really schedule dependent. I haven't played around with it enough to know, but I know that we played Duke twice. We do have Duke twice. Uh, we obviously have Carolina twice. Uh huh. Um, what do you think about Carolina right now? Uh, they need somebody that can score the basketball other than Cole Anthony. Other than Cole Anthony? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, here is the remain. Here's the ACC schedule um, at Clemson at noon. What do you think? I'm going to give you rapid fire. Uh, State wins that game. Okay. Notre Dame coming to town on a, a night game. January the 8th. That's state wins. I like that, too. At Vitek, all they can do is shoot threes. If they don't hit their threes, they're screwed. 
Yeah, they usually play pretty good at home, but um, I'm going to give State the uh, the nod because they're going to score more than 24. <laughs> they will. <laughs> That's a callback. Miami coming to State, a 7 o'clock game. I like State there. Mm-hmm. Clemson coming to State, a 2 o'clock game. I like State. You're you're skewing your record here. Uh, at Virginia, a 7 o'clock game. I don't like State. I do not like State. Uh, at Georgia Tech, revenge game. 4 like o'clock State. start. I don't know. Uh, what's his face is not beat. That's one of the three teams that Keats has not win. He yeah, Paul beat. Hewitt. Not Paul Hewitt. I'm um, he he beats. He wins that one. Uh, Carolina coming home a seven o'clock kick in Raleigh. Start. Sorry, not a kick in Raleigh. In Raleigh. Uh, Carolina. Okay. Uh, Louisville. Ooh, a little back to back action. Louisville coming to us a two o'clock start. Uh, Louisville. Okay. Same. Uh, at Miami at eight thirty. Uh, I like state. Yep. Yeah. Uh, at Syracuse, seven o'clock. We got a lot of night games. Um, I'd probably go Q's there. Well, we always have a lot of night games in basketball. <laughs> so we're not keeping up a very good time, but I think we're about five or six losses, maybe five. We are five. Uh, at BC, uh, state. Duke coming to town, nine o'clock. We um, got to be there for that one. Yeah, I would say state wins that game. Okay. Uh, then we get Florida State coming to town, four o'clock. We lose after we beat Duke. Yeah, same. Uh, at Carolina, 9 o'clock. We're going to win that one after we lose the one in Raleigh. Yep, and then Pitt coming to town. That's a dub. Pitt's better than I think people think they are. Uh, they are, but I like that. It's a noon. It's, it's state So we're still, we're still talking about like six or seven losses at this point. We're at seven, I think. Um, at Duke, L. L. And then Wake Forest coming to town, dub. Yeah, so that's what, eight losses? So 12 and eight maybe is yeah, what we're, we're thinking. Yeah, we're 12 and eight. So I'm just Anywhere between eight and 12 and 12 and eight, that makes sense. I like that. It's that's, like a four four game swing. That's a good variance that we're into. Yeah, um, I think it, it can it can change dramatically though with with injuries, key injuries, and key spots. Yeah. Well, that can change for literally any team. Can't that's it? true. That's true. Um, we had an interesting call about what one person thought our ceiling would be. So hey guys, this is Quentin from the Quentin and Chris Swamp Out Podcast. Uh, we're a podcast that does high school sports from the state of North Carolina. We also do ACC with uh, NC State uh, athletics being the top thing. Uh, my question for y'all would be, what do you think about this freaking basketball season? And it's looking awesome. I, I would not be surprised if State cuts the nets down in the ACC and maybe. Ma- I don't know what happened there. I don't know what happened there. It doesn't matter. He basically said that uh, State's maybe, win the maybe Natty. even cut the nets in the Final Four. Uh, Quentin, thank you for your voicemail. Anytime I get down on NC State sports, which is daily, I'm going to uh, listen to that <laughs> podcast. And uh, you guys are just full of optimism. We yeah. greatly appreciate the call. I, I haven't had a chance to listen to that one that that show yet. But I haven't either. But if um, it's any, if it's as sunny as that. <laughs> I can't wait for some rain, man. That's a it's always sunny in Raleigh. Yeah, podcast. There you go. Yeah, I, I mean, God, I hope he's right. Yeah, we're spoiler alert. <laughs> I don't have to see the future to, to know this. I don't need that book from the Back to the Future where you can just see all the sports related things that you can bet on that Biff bet on. Uh, we're not going to cut down the nets, period. But in pre- any sport, probably in any ever. sport. Oh, in any sport ever. Um, not before I die, not even which could be tomorrow. Not even a conference championship. Nah, <laughs> don't worry about that. Um, 
But I appreciate the optimism. That is, uh, that's that's something you don't rarely get with uh, an NC State podcast. So, uh, yeah, go listen to them if you want to really get your hopes up and have them <laughs> shit it on. Pretty, pretty much right after. Oh man, you're an idiot. So speaking of shitting on, um, let's let's talk a little bit about football. So what was your overall? I mean, I guess we have to just put the bow on football we have to talk season. About football? Yeah, we're gonna put the bow on the season. Can so. we just talk about what? The major firing that's been. Well, I wanted to get your overall take of what you thought of the season. Well, I was just ready for a certain man named Dave Huxtable to be let go. We have a live look into what happened in Boo's office regarding that firing a few days ago. Hang on one sec. Hey, I tell you what, I'm going to give you, Snakes. I'm going to give you to the count of ten he meant Dave. to get your ugly, yellow, no-good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. All right, Johnny, I'm sorry. I'm going. All One, right, boo, I'm sorry. two, ten. <laughs> You're an idiot, man. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Uh, Dave Huxtable was fired. That was him getting fired. Did, does he actually get to keep the change? Did yes, he, have... he does. He's got he's got a year left on his contract, so he is keeping that change. Oh, I mean, respect for him for keeping that damn change. Yeah. Uh, we have a defensive coordinator that some would say should have been fired two years ago. But, um, you know, we wrote him out. He gave us, uh, you know, some marginal results. But that was our biggest change here. Kent, besides him being gone and us – Oh, scratching my head, promoting from within. Tell me how confident you are in the new DC gentleman by the name of Tony Gibson. Please, I can't wait to you, for you to shower me with all your Big 12 defensive coordinator of the year talk. Go. Was he ever the defensive coordinator of the year? In- you told me he was in the Big 12. I never said that. You must have confused me with another uh, another group message. I may have sent you like his stats, but I don't know, man. I don't. I don't really know enough about Gibson. He obviously is the three three five guru that we ran this year and switched to. And I mean, you saw what that looked like. But I don't know how much of that had to do with playing your six string cornerbacks. And I don't know. So, are you just gonna sit there on your phone now, Will? No, I did, they, it's legit take that you said he was the defensive coordinator of the year at some point. Can you uh, can you talk so. more about that? So you're not confident in Tony Gibson? You're, I don't know. You're riding this. You're riding this bandwagon. I think face. I'm okay with the the higher overall. I don't think like I, I I think you judging him from being on the staff for one year is uh, um, in 2016. Gibson was named the Big 12 defensive coordinator of the year by Athon, whoever that is. As his defense, like the Big 12 and score defense and total defense. You totally told me that. Did I really? Yeah. Wow. Well, it was probably just in a press release. It was, but aren't you riding for this guy? I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with a hire. Yeah. My question I still, you, I still don't understand what... Like, that's not the news I expected on the day after... Uh, Carolina? Yeah. Yeah. I expected the offensive to have some sort of moves. Same. So, here's my thing. This is what you and I have talked about before the podcast, is that 
Dave Doran promoting within is his fucking linchpin. Like that is. Wait a his. minute. Wait a minute. No, it's not. He's done it one time, other than Tony Gibson. The last two years, he's moved. Twice, yeah, out of seven trips. years, out of seven years I'll of, t- I'll look at the current baby because he's, he's got, got every other every other position that he's hired for. He's went out and got somebody, right? But I feel like he's not taking any chances now because if he looks towards next year and this fails, he can get out of here with the whole staff being fired. And I told you this is that he could go offensive coordinators that he promoted, co-offensive coordinators that. Kent and I both are not a giant fan of, and now this defensive coordinator that was the safeties coach and co-defensive coordinator last year. Yeah, but year, he didn't really. All, outside of the scheme, he didn't do anything as a – I mean, it's not like he was calling the plays or anything. You had Huxley out there calling the plays from all the reports. He Huxley was calling plays for a defense that he doesn't know how to run. I'm not a – That's a Dave Dorn problem right there. That that's doesn't have anything that, to do well, that's with, what like, I'm saying. hiring. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Dave Dorn – with these last couple of years of finding, oh, yeah, he's trying to mix up the staff or maybe the AD's little pushing his ass on this, but it's boring shit. Like, he's only doing stuff. The defense, like, stopping the run and things like that, they looked okay in other than, like, three games. And they literally did it with zero, uh, like, one senior on the team, two seniors. A lot of people coming back. I just – I don't know, man. I look to other programs that have a lot of success and that are making splashes. Like I, we just we just don't make splashes. You like, realize, like Oklahoma's defensive coordinator is like Ruffin McNeil. Uh do they have Ruffin McNeil as, as their DC? Pretty sure. No one can look that up. <laughs> but what I'm saying, that's a splash, though. How like, is that a splash? Because it's it's making a move. Like I feel like Dave Dorn. Um, I've had this conversation at a bar with. Another uh, shout out at Brandon Crockett, but Dave Dorn's the type to go to like Sullivan's and Raleigh and he orders the freaking chicken tenders for dinner. Like, he doesn't branch out, man. Like, all he does is run a solid program that has no recruiting violations, has great strength coaches. He's actually not the defensive coordinator, he's the associate head coach or assistant head coach. Exactly. Um, and just higher up he's good for just the bread and butter, man. Like, I don't know. I'm, I just, I just want to, I just want a lightning bolt injected in our offense or our defense. And we're not getting that, man. I mean, we're, he literally did that with drink. He did. And so, I mean, why, why do we forget that? Oh, I forget. Just because I, of the two I forget hires. it really easy because he's now making $4 million as the Missouri head coach. I mean, he obviously had a little bit of an eye for a little bit of talent there. So what is what do the co OCs bring next year? We don't know that the co OCs will still be there next year. They would have announced something by now. No, what are wait. we waiting on? Signing day. When's signing day? Next week. Okay, we're gonna record again. I think it's the eighteenth. My prediction, there will be no change. I would be willing to bet there's some sort of change in the offensive staff and there's gonna be more changes in the defensive staff. I'll bet you a twelve pack of whatever craft beer, or in your case a fifteen pack of craft beer, that there will be no changes in the Offensive coordinators. <coughs> Sorry, coughing off mic. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're not both still on staff, but I bet you one of them's not calling the plays. That's all I want to say. I'm good with that. Yeah, I would. I would. I mean, if any, either one of them 
I could see a situation where maybe you get rid of McDonald. Yeah. And you bring you keep Kitchens in, uh-huh. and Kitchens is not calling the plays anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. I just need some. I need some time to shake up, man. I I'm think not, the offense not, is hard to I'm judge. I'm not walking too, the plank though. on this football team, though. I'm, I'm really not. Like I, I think we have promise, and everyone that actually follows NC State football knows that we have promise regarding the young players we had to play this year. And the not if they class. leave. Not if they leave, and we'll get into the. Actually, can we speak on that? Do we have a anyone leave through no, the I think transfer got, portal? Uh, as of yesterday, we were at six. Okay. Any uh, notables? I'll get you into that. You're the you're the recruiting guru on this um, podcast. Our best quarterback. Um, maybe I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Matt McKay yeah. decided to transfer. I think Matt McKay and Graves are the two big ones. Yeah, Graves is a big one. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much of his playing time had to do with injuries this year and the thought process of him. Maybe once everybody gets healthy, he might he got that taste of of playing time and. Don't want to give it up, but you still, I mean, it's it's depth piece, if, if nothing else, that you don't want to lose. So, uh, those are the two big ones, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. Um, interesting stat that I saw on Twitter via someone is uh, we finished the second worst in Division One against the spread, 2-10. and ten. Interesting. That is awful. That's very awful. Vegas should know NC State. Vegas knows the ins and outs of freaking Little Rock, Arkansas basketball team. They don't know yeah, NC but State. I, I feel like like it, that would have been tough though, because I mean we got blown the hell out of some games down the stretch. Oh yeah. I mean, and you're not like Vegas is not going to make money throwing up a twenty point spread uh, versus Carolina at home. They're not, but they're sharper than the fact. That you understand they are like they make they literally make money on a weekly basis because they're so good at what they do and we were two and ten yeah I just think that we were um, on next level bad this year and uh, nobody could predict how bad we were going to be from week to week. What's your overall review of the season? Like I mean, throw let's just throw injuries out. Throw I think injuries are important. They I don't are. think that's everything, but it's a piece. Throw the quarterback situation out. Well, how do you, those are the two major pieces to the season. I don't know. I'm just asking about everything else. Um, I didn't think the wide receivers were very good. They weren't. This is what I'm trying to get into is that um, they weren't. I thought that the offensive line looked pretty damn good towards the end of the season. They did. It took a while mm-hmm. um, for them to kind of mesh, especially with some of the new pieces coming in. But I thought towards the end of the season they played pretty pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually encouraged about that group moving forward. I thought the running backs were uh, also an encouraging piece if they can clean up some of the fumble issues. And the linebackers. I thought the linebackers, when you take Brock Miller out of the game, are freaking awesome. <laughs> Agreed. Um, and then you're going to get even better at linebacker next year with Vi Jones. Absolutely. Do you think that the number one wide receiver coming back next year is Devin Carter, or do you think it's a newbie? Um, C.J. Riley. Yeah, if he can come back fully healthy, <clears throat> I'd completely agree with that. We, we I say, don't know, man. We I, say goodbye to your least favorite. Yeah, but he he, he actually he played well down the stretch too. He finally did. Once you said you hate him, he finally started playing well. Um, and then the other one, uh, I don't know, man. I I think that Amezi is not your. I think Amezi was put in a position that... To be the number one. Yeah, and he needs to... 
he needs to have. I don't know that he's that guy, but he can be a good receiver for you. He could go out next year and ball. I mean, he should be your your leading pass catcher from a reception standpoint. Yeah, could he's he not going to have the yards or could anything he catch like that. Seventy five balls next year. Yeah, absolutely. But CJ Riley would probably out, him... out yard him if CJ Riley comes back and can catch and exactly can be healthy and he all can't. That kind of stuff. But you can't have. 15 targets to Mecca Mezzi. It's just not realistic. He's not a target thing like that. Like, well, I mean, him, you got you had literally like seven seven possession receivers. Yeah, no, you're right. You're and right. And nobody who could stretch the field. And like that's the one thing that that state's done on the recruiting trail the last I don't know three weeks is they've got some guys with some speed that are coming in to play wide receiver. They did. Who'd we get? They got three guys, two of which are actually not even ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, Always a good sign. Yeah, but they can run four three forties, and all. Just, they just need to get in the strength and conditioning uh, program and which go. We have a, which we have a great one. Um, so I think, I mean, they're trying to address it. I think the big thing, the big question mark still is, you know, how do, how do we be more explosive on offense? Um, what are we going to do about the quarterback situation? So everybody's saying that we need to go out and get a grad transfer quarterback that can come in immediately. Blah 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 blah. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, can't, who's available? I mean, there's a lot. I mean, you just had Jake Bentley available. He went to Utah. That he did. Um, you've got the guy from Wyoming. I mean, not Wyoming, but Maine. I think his name's Chris Ferguson, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you got, uh, depending on how much of eligibility or where they're at with the process, you'd also got Felipe Franks from Florida. No one wants him. I'd, um, Franks can kill himself, so. Ooh, that's I mean, no, terrible. no, no. Frank's as a quarterback. I don't know um, Frank. There's, there's quite a few quarterbacks on the, the thing. So that's that's what offers up the question, and this is one that will be debated, and we also have to have a training camp, a red and white game. Is, is it Devin Leary, the god, or is it Ryan Finley's little bro? I would think that Ty Evans. Might have a better chance of Evans also has a, a huge shot there, but I don't know. Going into next year, Justin quest- Ro- Justin Rogers, right? Questioning that is Joey Gatewood. These are all four star kids out of high school. Jack questioning Sears. that is uh, is a huge worry for me, <clears throat> but you know I'm, that's just a flashback from Jack Allison. So. There's literally like ten to twelve four star quarterbacks in the portal right now. Okay. Um, we also have two four-star quarterbacks on our roster right now, that we so do. that doesn't necessarily translate. It doesn't to, translate at all. Um, I actually am not. I'm not in favor of the grad transfer route. I'm not either. I know I, you. You try to bait me into that, but but I mean, that's, if you had a list that actually included people that weren't Felipe Franks, I, would, I, would, I think the guy from Maine is the most intriguing prospect out of all of them. To be quite honest with you, what do you do with Maine? Uh, he's actually – they're thinking he's going to get drafted after next year. He's got the NFL talent. It's a PBR. We'll be drinking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so, we will see. But overall, I mean, it was very depressing. We had the most number of night games uh, since I've actually become uh, an NC State fan and went to literally every home game this year. So, can I get a pat on the back for that, Kent? Congratulations. Oh, I need to do a stat correction from last week, too. Oh, what's that correction? Um, and good that we're so far into the show that nobody's actually listened to mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pretty adamant about the fact that um, we were playing Clemson to start the year next year. We're not. 
So I went back and did a little bit more research. It's either Clemson, Louisville, or Syracuse. At, at, at? Yeah, all of those would be ats. And those four teams would be playing each other when you include state. Mm-hmm. Like, it's either going to be state Syracuse and Louisville Clemson or state Louisville and Clemson Syracuse. It's a combination of those four teams based on the uh, schedule. Algorithms and things yeah. like that. So, it's not a definitive Clemson, so hopefully it's Syracuse. Yeah. Um, let's pray for that. Yeah. All right, so let's get into, uh, I guess we got one more voicemail, and then we'll hit the transfer portal. Can't wait to the bathroom for a quick second. This is our feelings before the Carolina game. <laughs> And this is us after that game. And finally, our last voicemail of the week. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Dark Mode. This week's question. What team did you hate the most before you got to state when you were at state? And now, my teams. Carolina, Maryland, NC State. <laughs> <Dark Lake. laughs> Thank oh, you. Man. At we hungry, we, we hungry eat. At maybe the panel, who knows? Uh, that was a lot better. We didn't understand your voicemail last week, and I greatly apologize for that. Because, I also uh, appreciate the transcript that he wrote on his email. Oh, there's a transcript. Oh, yeah. oh hell yeah. Um, that's a great question. So, kind of leading into our <clears throat> six pack. So. <clears throat> Everyone knows episode one of this podcast, I got outed as growing up a Carolina fan. Right. And everyone that actually still listens to this at this hour and nine minute point um, knows about that because they've listened to episode one. If not, I grew up a Carolina fan. I uh, ended up going to NC State at college. So my number one before going to NC State was Duke all the way. Hmm. Who was yours? Uh, Carolina. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, during NC State, mine? Carolina. <laughs> I, I was going, uh, I would have gone Duke for that, actually. Yeah? I had him flip-flopped, yeah. Okay. Uh, understandable. Because yeah. when we first got to Carolina, the Carolina was kind of down. They were. Or when we first got to State, excuse me, Carolina State, yeah. was down. They were. Um, and uh, so, yeah. It was like the tail end of the Doherty era when we got there. Yeah. And the start of the Roy area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think also, like, other than Duke, I mean, I remember some ACC tournament basketball games with Duke. Um, I really like the Maryland take because of – The Maryland take's so good. Uh, That's Steve, my, that, was my, that was my number two. Steve you got Blake. Steve Blake and you got Torrey Smith. Mm-hmm. And uh, football and basketball, they – they seem to be our Achilles heel. Yeah, Torrey Smith breaking. Well, he had like seven touchdowns. Breaking hearts for NC State. Yeah, it was it was tragic, and uh, and then so after. After you hate after, the most now? after curious man. Um, honestly, in the last few years, last couple of years since we've been doing this podcast, it it's turned into wake. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I know they're a shit school, but I, dude, we they have. The poison uh, yeah. that poisons us 
every year. And, it, and it's Wake. I really, truly hate Wake. Like, it's – Carolina is always going to be on my number one. But, like, when we play Wake, I just expect bad things. I feel like we just have a chance against Carolina from time to time, uh, which we normally don't. But just something about Wake just grinds my gears. Am I right? <laughs> what about you? Yeah. Your? I don't know. I, I, I mean, my first thought's Clemson and Dabo. And, but I really kind of like uh, Andrew's answer as well as us. Yeah, I think this podcast, if you heard some of the behind-the-scenes talks of this podcast, um, it's also NC State. Yeah. Andrew, you make a damn good point. Uh, we mostly just shit on ourselves, kind of like me on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, that's a callback <laughs> if you listen to the first, first 15 minutes or so. Um, but yeah, good point, man. Good call. Like your content gets better every week. Uh, we didn't get yours at all last week, and we we flubbed that. But we greatly appreciate. It's usually it. Will's fault. Uh, yeah, I mean it's usually all my fault. But now we have to end the episode. Everyone's favorite segment. Six pack. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So we're entering the transfer portal. So explain this to me. So we we have uh, at the end of every podcast we do a six pack, and it's a very creative segment that we do. No one else is doing this. Is that we come up with six answers each. Don't talk to each other. Three about answers it. each. Well, we have some backup answers. Yeah, and it's about a kind of a hypothetical that we throw out. And uh, this week it is Kent. <laughs> On the group chat that we often rec- we often talk about is that Kent was crying about all the transfers that we have. He said, "I was not crying. You about were crying, transfers. and uh, you were saying you wish you could enter enter wow enter enter the transfer portal as well as a fan. So like, let's give up all this that we built this podcast, this years and years and years of heartbreak and torture, sometimes triumph and." Where will we transfer to as a college fandom perspective? And Kent, this is your topic, brother, so i got to start you out with your number one. My number one. I had a really tough you're time. You're about to say LSU. Them. I know you're going to say LSU. I thought about LSU, but if Will Wade wasn't in such turmoil or trouble, I would probably go to LSU. Will Wade's um, going to be fine. I don't you know, don't man. understand that. He's going to be fine. So I, I, LSU was in there. Um, but... I think that I'm going to just go kind of like rock chalk from the first get-go and go Kansas. So even with their football, you want to go, like you think Les Miles is going to turn this football team around? I don't give a shit about football, man. You're just going all basketball. I'm going all basketball. But you have to go to college. All right, full disclosure, you have to also, okay. So, so are look, we throwing out not are we throwing out actually we went to college there as well because Lawrence Kansas is no trash. I don't care about going to Kansas I just want to oh. be I want I'm going to be a Kansas basketball fan <laughs> wait your boy has, Bill Self has some issues I don't care they're going to get passed out like Will Wade will yeah but but Kansas has a track record of success over the last fifteen years where Will Wade has one year into the to the tournament that he can't even coach mm-hmm. and so Kansas basketball is your number one yep okay. Because I'm definitely not going to go be a Duke or Carolina fan. <laughs> no one expected that. Uh, or a Kentucky fan. Uh, my mean. first one, the University of Los Angeles. Okay. And that's not UCLA. That's literally ULA from the Freshmen of Bel Air. <laughs> oh, great. 
You gotta understand, Will Smith on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air balled out there. You had Carlton as the as the mascot. He was like a peacock or a giant blue bird. I'm going to ULA. I'm going to I'm I want to be a fan of Will Smith playing there and like schooling all the white kids. There's so many white kids he balled out on, on that show. You're an idiot. All right, I'm gonna stay. Um, I'm going to stay in the ACC for this one. Um, and I'm actually going to go Louisville. 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 Other than their stupid-ass hand sign. Their hand sign is trash. They're in, like, the bourbon capital of the world. Louisville's tight. All right, we've had a segment on this podcast when I went to Louisville for a road game last year. They have a not Kansas-level basketball program. But it is the number one team in the country currently. Could be getting there. But not going to be number one in the country next week. They will not because we've Kansas will be five to six different number one teams. Uh, but their football program is also um, – it's, it's it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Louisville's number two. be the only ACC school that I – I don't know. Maybe go to Clemson. Uh, we'll get to my third one in a second. But. Oh, it's Clemson again? Um, let me ask you this. I thought when you framed the question, it was going to be just based on reliving your campus years. What would your number one be of, hey, I can go to this school, but it's just because I'm on this campus? Don't worry about sports. Like, where would you have gone? Like, NC it's gotta, State. It's, throw out NC State. What SEC school? Because I already know it's the SEC school. Mine, would, mine, I think, would have been just based on experience, Texas. Well, it's not an SEC school. No, I was saying I thought you would pick an uh. SEC school. Um, I'd probably go to Texas. Austin is tight. I've been there. It's a great town. You've got a school that is right in the heart of Austin. You don't have to travel. Everything's right in the heart of Austin. Great food, great restaurants, great bars, great atmosphere. I think Texas would be my number one of like, I don't care about Shaka Smart or yeah, Tom that's, Herman. That's not a good sports one, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying atmosphere, like let's relive in my case, five years in campus. Your case, six. Um, eight. <laughs> eight, sorry. <laughs> Where we would go. But my number two. Um, you forgot about Matthew McConaughey, too. I mean, that's a that's a given. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Uh, my number two is California University. And that's not Cal. Oh, my God. That's. Do you remember? It was when that Save by the, Save by the Bell? You're such an idiot. Went to a, a little uh, little post show called the College Years. Did you enjoy the College Years? Yeah, it was great. Cool, cool. They had uh, it was one season or one and a half. They have Bob Golick as their uh, RA, and um, but all the original people went right. Was there anybody they missed out on? Lisa. She Lisa was, did not go. She was in an episode or two, but I don't think she was in the show. The yeah, Lisa didn't it. go, and um, I just love that show. Like, imagine going to school and like. Yeah. The squad, Zach and Slater and Kelly. That had Kelly a dope little, like, suite, too. Their suite was tight. It was, yeah. like, a big living room and two or three bedrooms on either side. Yeah, that's cool. Um, all right, my last school, um, I'm going to probably just uh, – this is more of a, um atmosphere-type piece is uh, the University of Southern Cal. Yeah, I cannot agree with that more. Yeah, and they've had, they have some football history that I think they can – Bring back whenever they get Pete Carroll to retire from the Seahawks. You legit, I had an, in my note, you took mine. It's yeah. USC. And you have Snoop Dogg and Will Ferrell and like. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it's Hollywood, baby. Yeah. It's yeah. Hollywood. OJ. 
OJ. Yeah, OJ coming on campus, like yeah. throwing out his Twitter vibes. His Twitter is so funny. His Twitter is so good. Go follow at um, Murder OJ Simpson. It's probably just at OJ Simpson. It's just at OJ. Okay. Yeah, cool. But his Twitter is so terrible. <laughs> his Twitter is fire. It's just him talking videos. It's, yeah. It's pretty funny. Hello, Twitter. <laughs> is actually how he starts every video. But, uh,. Uh, you took mine, so let's wrap this thing up. Can we get out of here? Do you have any other notes, man? Like, we're not doing the Merry Christmas this week because we have a Christmas podcast next week. I'm gonna make that happen. Um, no, nah, I think that's everything. That's all. All I had on the notes. Um, how how long did this take? We're only at one twenty. It's not too bad, I guess. Can't, um, we wasted always, fifteen minutes at the beginning, so it's cool. It's always a blessing to be here with you, and uh, I greatly appreciate you joining me at the island. Yeah, stay hungry, y'all. What's my thing? We out this bitch. We're out this. Boop. Uh, and one, and knocked the referee out. Who? Oh. Some dude from Illinois is like he got called for a foul. And... Why do you say Illinois? It's, it's just Illinois. The S is silent. Anyway, this is Home Alone Music Guy. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, Happy Hanukkah. Happy hey, Matt McKay. Matt McKay is going to uh, Montana State University. Oh, that's fruitful. They have a great gateway to the NFL. Anyway, good night, guys.